Hi there, welcome to Shiloh Tabernacle London. We're located in South East London in Woolwich Dockyard, Block 1, Unit 9, Dockyard Industrial Estate, Woolwich Church Street, SC18 5PQ. Join us for our Bible study every Friday from 7.30 to 9pm and you can't miss our Sunday services packed with prayer, vibrant worship and a powerful word. First service is 9am to 10.30 followed by our family service from 10.30 to 12.30. And now for the best part, let's get into the word. I shouted Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We need to be pleaders. Plead, 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 plead. And the, and the Bible is uh, littered with uh, men of faith, you know, women of faith, but more so, they are noted for their intercessory prayer. They are men who would stand in the gap for others. They stand in the gap. They stand between God and they must say, no, God, you've got to forgive this Reuben. I know he's done, he's done, he's, he's done it, but he, you have got to forgive him. And we have got an example in uh, the many examples. Let's, 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 let's look at Abraham. Abraham, our forefather, was an intercessor. Hmm? Hmm. In Genesis chapter 18, Gen- um, um, Abraham is visited by God. Is visited by he has he gets angelic visitation, he gets divine visitation, and he, it's good that he recognizes that it's God. He told he just he, he welcomes them into his tent and he asks his wife to prepare them a sumptuous meal and they eat. And after eating, we know that they bless him and said you they bless him and said, By this time, you know, next year your child that uh, your child will your wife will, will be with the child. Mm-hmm. And we know that uh, Sarah laughed because she said how <laughs> she wondered how that could be. But then as the men were about to go, something happened. Why did God come to Abraham at that time? Yes, Abraham had mm-hmm. a need. And in that session, in, in, in all that interaction, we did not see Abraham mm-hmm. asking, the, 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 asking God on, on his behalf. We did not see him asking for a child. In that interaction, he said nothing. He just gave, he just gave, he just served the Lord. Mm-hmm. Then what happened is that as the, 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 the angels were about to go, the Lord, the Bible, the Bible calls him the Lord in verse 18 of chapter 18 of Genesis. The Bible mm-hmm. says, the Lord said, as they, was, they were about to go, he was, you know, I want you to, to picture him. You know, some of us who grew up in villages, uh, whenever people, whenever guests would come, um, uh, they would visit you, and after the, you have fed them, and the, the, the farewells are said, then you would uh, escort them out of the of, out of the compound because they didn't, we didn't have cars. These days, somebody just has a car; they jump into their car and they move. But you would walk with them up to a, a distance. Mm. So Abraham is walking with God, up to and wanting to say farewell to him. On this occasion, God had come on a mission to go and destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. But he needed to pass through Abraham's place. Why? Because he was seeking for some. God is always seeking for somebody to restrain him. 
<laughs> then the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Mm. So in verse 22, the Bible says, the men turned from there and mm. went to Sodom. What were they going to do to Sodom? Abraham had already known what they were going to do. But the Bible says, but Abraham stood before the Lord. He stood before the Lord. An intercessor, who is you and I, uh, we stand before the Lord on behalf of another. Yes. Abraham stood before the Lord on behalf of Sodom. Hallelujah. In the whole of Sodom, he had one person that he knew. His, his, his uh, Lord was there, his nephew was there. So if the city is going to go down, <laughs> he's going to intercede for this city. He's going to intercede for this city. You know? So he began to plead with the Lord for, for others, for Sodom, people that he not even, other people that he, he didn't even know. Verse 23, the Bible says, then the Lord drew near and said, will you, will you, uh, Abraham, rather, Abraham drew near. So not only do we stand before the Lord, we also draw near to the Lord as intercessors. On this, and on this altar, that's what we are doing. We are drawing near to God. Every other day, we draw nearer mm. and nearer and nearer and nearer. Amen. Then Abraham said, he drew near and said, will you indeed, indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Do you hear this man? I mean, he's not talking to his brother. He's talking to God. And that's how we should engage with God. We need to come with God, reasoning to God. That's why he says in Isaiah, says, come, let's reason together. We need to come and reason with him. Sincerely speaking, are you going to destroy this guy? Are you going to destroy this woman? Are you going to destroy this family? Those are the questions we must be asking mm -hmm. whenever we are coming to the Lord on behalf of others. Mm. Then he began to take it to another level. In verse 24, he said, suppose there are 50 righteous in the city. You hear this man. Will you then sweep away the place and not spare it for the 50 righteous who are in it? What is he doing? He is taking it to another level. He's now bargaining with God for others. And that's what an intercessor does. An intercessor is not only a person who stands before God on behalf of another. He's not only a person who pleads before God for others. He is also a person who bargains with God for others. You are a bargainer. You need, whenever we enter into the presence of God, I need to be bargaining for Maggie. I need to be bargaining for Vicky. I need to be bargaining for Nasu. I need to be bargaining for Madiana. I need to be bargaining and say, Lord, will you do this? Why can't you do this? At least save this. At least save her for, because for the sake of her children. How will her children grow up without a mother? How will her children grow up without a father? You are, you are bargaining. And that is an intercessor. Another example is Moses. Moses, the chosen verse of God, whom he, whom he chose to get the children, out of, the children of Israel out of Egypt. They've come to a point and he's up, up, up in the mountain receiving instruction from God. But he's delayed. 
for 40 days, 40, 40 nights. And, this, and the people on, the, on, on the, the ground are wondering what has become of Moses. They say, oh, this Moses that brought us here, I think God has destroyed him up on the mountain. Now we are on our own. Therefore, they approach Aaron and you know what happens? They, they make themselves a golden calf. But even then, Moses prays for God's mercy upon them. In verse 32 of Exodus, we'll find that there. 32 verse 9 to 14, the Bible says, And the Lord said to Moses, I have seen these people. This is God saying, he's on the mountain. I have seen these people, and behold, it's a stiff-necked people. Now, therefore, in verse 10, you need to read that. Now, therefore, let me alone. Let me alone. What does what is God saying? Let me alone. It means that in that moment at the mountain, Moses was in a place where he had caught gold. God, he had the God in his hands like this. It's like he was wrapped. He had wrapped himself around him. If you remember what happened in uh, Genesis chapter thirty-two, where we find this young man, uh, who Jacob, Jacob wrestling with the angel. The Bible says that Jacob was wrestling with an angel. You do not wrestle with a person at arm's length. You've got to be in 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 in. In close contact, close, close proximity, you have got to be embraced and embroiled with him. With him, you understand. So the Bible, God is saying, now therefore, let me go. In my language, they say the kura, hmm? meaning that he's holding him. <laughs> now therefore, let me let me alone, that my wrath may burn hot against them, and I may consume them, in order that I may make of you a great nation. You. Do you hear what the conversation there? Moses in this mountain has got hold, hold of God. And God has seen what the children of Israel have done in the, in the valley. And God is saying, listen, young man, leave, let, leave me alone. I want to go down there and burn hot on these guys and consume them. After I have consumed them, I'm going to start afresh with you. Oh, if it was some of us and God gives us gives us that suggestion, oh, he said, go, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, it's okay. As long as for me, I'm okay. As long as uh, God, uh, me and you, we are good. Yes. Uh, then destroy the Lord. Even Moses, as, as a matter of fact, Moses had suffered with these guys for a long time. Mm-hmm. He would have said, you know what? Good riddance. They have, ever since you, you, you sent me, there have been trouble. There have been nothing but trouble. Grumbling, quarreling, calling me names, you know. Do you understand what's going on here? God wants to destroy and make and start afresh with Moses. But Moses is not going to take that. If it was some of us would say, yeah, destroy them, take them away. As long as me and you are good, (laughs) the rest can go to hell. Let them disappear in hell. Let them burn in hell. But not Moses. In verse 11, the Bible says, but Moses implored the Lord, his God. Can you imagine? These guys on, on the, on, in the valley, they have sinned. They have walked away from God. Hallelujah. But God is saying, I'm going to destroy them. Mm-hmm. But Moses is not taking it. He implored with them, with God, brother, and said, oh, Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people? Your people. Notice that. Why are you such so so angry? 
your people whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a great mind. Do you see what intercessor is doing? A sister has been caught in, uh, in, in fornication or adultery or brother or whatever sin, and God wants to destroy them, and everybody wants to saying they should go, but an intercessor is saying no. You see how he's reasoning with, with God? You think God had forgotten about that? No, he wants somebody, like he said in Ezekiel chapter 32, he wants somebody, he wants somebody to stop him. God is looking for somebody to stop him, not to destroy somebody. And that somebody should be you and me. He says, oh Lord, why do you why does your wrath burn hot against your people, whom you have bought, brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? He continues to reason with him. Why should the Egyptians say? With evil intent, he did bring them out to kill them in the mountains and to, dis and to consume them from the face of the earth. Then he begins to give God some counsel. Turn from your burning anger and relent from this disaster against your people. Lord, turn from your burning anger and relent from this disaster against Reuben, against this church. Against... This is an intercessor praying. Remember Abraham, remember Isaac, remember Israel, remember your servants to whom you saw by your own self and said to them, I will multiply your offspring as the stars of the, of the heaven and all this land that I have promised I will give to your offspring and they shall inherit it forever. He's interceding, he's praying for these, these guys who have gone and walked away from God and quickly, quickly turned away from him. And the Bible says, and God listened. And the Bible says in verse 14, and the Lord relented from the disaster that he had spoken of bringing on his people. Thank you. Because there's somebody who stood before him. Um, so the Bible says in verse in Exodus 32, that the next day Moses said to the people, you have seen a great sin. And now I will go up to the Lord. Perhaps I can make an atonement for your sin. So Moses, the Bible says in verse 31, he returned to the Lord mm. and said, Alas, these people have sinned a great sin. They have made for themselves gods of gold. Verse 32, hear that. But now, if you will forgive their sin, Lord. But if not, please blot out of your book. Please blot, my, blot me out of your book that you have written. Do you hear that? He's putting his life on the line. What a man. <laughs> he was not there in the valley, but he's saying, if you do not forgive mm -hmm. them, then blot me out as well. Are you able to do that? <laughs> Am I able to do that? That's the big question. Am I able to stand before the Lord as I'm interceding for Annabelle and say, Lord, forgive Annabelle. But if you don't forgive Annabelle, please don't forgive me as well. Hmm. That is a true intercessor. Mm -hmm. says, if you, if you have forgiven me, that's, in other words, he says, if, you, if uh, you've forgiven me, if you have, have had mercy on me, then have mercy on, on, on happy. Yes. Have mercy on Sean. Because mm -hmm. if, you, if you don't have mercy on her, then all of us, then destroy all of us. Mm -hmm. Do you know he put, he's putting God in a corner? Mm -hmm. Because God is not going to destroy Moses because he has already told him that for him is okay with him. 
So if Moses is putting his, his life on the line for others, that's what an intercessor does. In the prayer, that's what we do. For example, right now, not, not everybody is going to wake up and pray. That one we should, we should, we should know. There are people who will come up and pray, but others will not. So we are not going to go here and say, okay, for us, we are praying for ourselves. Those who are still sleeping, mm -hmm, it's up to them. No, we still pray for them even. Mm. <laughs> That's an intercessor. But the Lord said to Moses, whoever has sinned against me, I will blot out of my book. Now, through intercessory prayer, what is Moses doing? He's seeking for atonement for sin. Mm. He's, in, he's, he's repenting on behalf of another. Hallelujah. Mm. He's identifying himself so completely with the people that he's also asking to be blotted out of the book mm. of God if we do not forgive their sins. And that's what we do. When somebody sins, and people will sin, when you sin, because you yourself, you are a sinner. That's where, that's, that's where you, that's what people tend to forget. You yourself, you are a sinner. The Bible says if we say we do not have sin, then we, 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 the truth mm -hmm. is not in us. We forget, we, forget, yeah. we, we deceive ourselves. So if somebody else sins, guess what you have next to From now on, what you are going to do? You are going to become an intercessor. You can remember this. You cannot be, you cannot be a prosecutor and an, and an intercessor at the same time. You cannot. You are either one of them. So this morning, going forward, you choose who you're going to who you're going to be going forward. When you hear of somebody who has sinned, when you hear of somebody who has fallen short of the glory of God, what are you going to do? When people come before you and they are, and they are prosecuting, people come before you and you know people will, be, will come and be talking, you as an intercessor need to mm -hmm. shut them up and say, no, that's not our portfolio. Our portfolio is to pray for him. Our portfolio is to intercede for him. We are not going to be a part of the rumor mill. Do you understand? I'm not going to be part of the people who embellish even the story. I'm going to be, I choose to be an intercessor. I choose to stand in the gap for this person. Hallelujah. You cannot be a judge and be an intercessor. Have you, have you ever seen a judge who, who, is, who is a solicitor? He cannot. A judge is a judge, and, is, and, 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 and the pleader is a pleader. You cannot be. You cannot. You cannot hold two portfolios, both for, both for, both for portfolios. So you cannot judge and at the same time intercede. You cannot prosecute and at the same time intercede. So which one are you this morning, as we speak? Which one have you been lately? Have you been part of those that are in that that propagate? You know what the news. We've got to cross over and go on the side of God. Take a leaf from Abraham. Take a leaf from, uh, from, from, from Moses. And become intercessors. Stand in the gap for your brothers. They are struggling, yes. If you are strong in an area and they are weak in another, you stand in the gap for them and say, Lord, help them. Lord, help them. Another example is Noah. Let's look at Noah. Remember Noah in the Bible? Anybody remember Noah? Mm, so. Noah, have you ever wondered what would have happened if Noah had interceded for the people? Yeah. Have you ever have you ever wondered? In scripture, we do not see this man interceding for them at all. 
He does not. He does not. The Bible speaks in Genesis chapter 6 that the earth was corrupted in God's sight. And the earth was filled with violence and God determined that he would destroy it. So in, in Genesis chapter 6, verse 13, what does God say? He says to Noah, he says, I have determined to make an end of all flesh. I have determined. Can you imagine? Why? For the earth is, full of, is filled with violence through them. He says, behold, I will destroy them with the earth. But not you. Because for him, he says in verse 14, he asks him to make an ark. He creates an escape for him. Make an ark for yourself, he says. In verse 17, he says, and I will bring a flood of water upon the earth to destroy all flesh in which is the breath of life under the earth or under heaven. Everything that is on earth, he says, shall die. You hear that? Mm -hmm. And in verse 18, he says, but I will establish a covenant with you. Everything on earth is going to die, but for you, I'm going to make a covenant with you and you shall come into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, your, 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 your son's wives with you. So in other words, I'm going to save your family. But the rest, they are finished. Amen. What would you do if it was you? Mm. If it was me, what would I do? That is the question. Because we, we do not see this man pleading at all for these people. At all, at all, at all. He took the deal. Remember the same deal that was given to who? It was the same deal was given to Moses. Where Moses said, these guys I'm going to wipe out, but for you, I'm going to start a new generation with you. I'm going to start a new covenant with you. I'm going to start afresh with you. I'm going to make a nation out of you. This nation is gone. I'm going to start with you. And this is the same deal that God is giving to the Noah. These guys I'm going to destroy, but for you, I'm going to establish my covenant with the only difference between Noah and Abraham and Abraham and Moses is that Moses did not take it. He says, no. If, if Noah had said, you are going to destroy these guys, then destroy me too. I can guarantee you that God would have relented. <laughs> but Noah said, no. He did not, he did not take, he did not, he did not think about others. As long as he, his wife, his son's wives were safe, the others can rot. And this is where we are today. We, have, we cannot become that kind of church. Do you understand? We, cannot be, we need to repent and go back and say, Lord, we are taking on your heart. We want to be pleaders. We want to be people. We want to be men. We want to be men, women who intercede for others, who pray for others, who lift up others. This is what has, has, has kept our, our, our communities backwards. Especially for those of us who are in the diaspora here, where we are, where we don't have relatives, we don't have, you know, when we came here, we, de we depended on friends, you depend on, 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 on people who, you know, that, that you get in contact with before, after you get in here. Um, and people who have gone to another level, they do not even want to show you where they, where, where they, the paths they have taken to get where they are. So it's like one person, when, when person is at, uh, a person is at a higher height, he's not reaching out for those who are lower. Do you understand? You are steeped in prayer. You are steeped in, uh, in, 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 in worship. You are mm -hmm. steeped in, in ministry. You are steeped in financially. Why can't you reach down mm. huh, mm. to lift up others? 
why do should, should I be in a place of prayer? Pray for me, myself, my wife, and my children only, and not pray for others. That is the big question that we are trying to answer here. We need to be men and women who think about others. We need to be working together. We need to be progressing together. We need to be developing together. If I have uh, good, uh, I mean, good books with God, then I need to pray for others as well. I need to plead for them. You are a pleader child of God. Let us resign from selfish prayers and get to, to, to bigger prayers. Pray for the nation. Pray for your, for your president. For example, let's start with, the, with our leaders. In this country where we are, I am not a conservative. The leader at present is a conservative, but God has chosen that he becomes the leader. So what do I do? I pray for the man. I pray for, I have got to be a man who prays for Boris Johnson's success because when Boris Johnson succeeds, guess who succeeds? I also succeed. In your country, wherever you are, pray for those leaders. I know they are corrupt. I know they are old, but turn, pray that the Lord turns their hearts around. Pray for them. Pray for the nation. Pray for people. Pray for the pastors who are going through, who are, who are, who are going wayward. Pray, 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 pray. Intercede, plead. You are a priest, my friend. The priests of old were, the, 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 one of their jobs was intercession to make atonement for the people. To make atonement for the people. Joel chapter 2, verse 17. Between the vestibule and the altar, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep and say, spare your people, O Lord, and make not your heritage a reproach, a byword among the nations. Why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? Weep for the people. Pray, pray, spare them. Mm. Pray and say, do not, do not, do not turn your, your face, you know, against them, because the people are going to ask, where is their Lord? Where is their God? Their prophets were intercessors in the face of, of, of the of, uh, of people's idolatry. Samuel asked God to forgive them. Prophet Samuel was an intercessor. Some people, we, most of us call ourselves prophets and prophetesses. But if you're a prophet and a prophetess that, that does not intercede for other people, I don't know what kind of prophet you are. First Samuel chapter 7, verse 5, the Bible says, Then Samuel gathered all Israel at Mizpah, and, and, said, and, 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 and it says, Gather them, at, and we will pray to the Lord. I will pray to the Lord for you. Gather the children of Israel, and I will pray to the Lord for you. They had sinned but he's, he's interceding for them. Do you understand that? He prays for, this, for the king. God has sent Saul mm -hmm. to go and destroy Amalek, uh, Amalek. We know the story. But when he gets there, he, doesn't, he spares some. He does not destroy everything. And he comes back rejoicing, saying, you know, I have, I have conquered. And he comes with a report. And we know that God was not happy. God was not happy. And in 1 Samuel chapter 15, 
verse 11, we see God saying, I regret that I've made Saul king. Why? For he has turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. And Samuel, the Bible says, when he heard this, when he heard the words from God saying he has regretted that he made Saul king, he did not rejoice. No, the Bible says he was angry and he cried to the Lord all night. <laughs> what a man. If it was some of, some of us today, we would say, yeah, good riddance, bring another one. But he cried all night. He's crying for Saul. He's crying for this man who has walked away or defied the commands of God. He cried all night until the Lord himself in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 1 says to, says to him, how long are you going to grieve for Saul? <laughs> when I've rejected him as king over Israel, he was grieving. That's when the Lord tells him to, to fill his own his, his horn with oil and go to Jesse's home to, you know, to anoint for him the king. Ladies and gentlemen, what are these examples telling us? What are we learning this morning going forward? Are we ready to take on this vacancy mm. that the Lord is looking to be filled? Number one, are you a worshiper? Because he says he's seeking for one that will worship him in truth and in spirit. Number two, are you an intercessor? Are you a person who mediates, who intervenes, who asks for help on behalf of others? That's why, you know, most of us, when we acquire stuff, I think it was a Pastor Masas who was preaching last week and says, some of us, God can, can give us money that can feed the entire Congo. He has the power yeah, to do that. But if he knows that you will, you, you, the moment he, give, he grants you that money, you are going to think about you yourself. He will, not, he, he will, not, he will, he will hold it. He will, he will, he's not going to give it to you. And you're going to say, but there are some people who are rich and they, they are not thinking about others. Yeah, we know that the God of this world also gives stuff. We know that. Not all riches come from God. I hope you know that. That even the God of this world has got stuff that he distributes. But the wealth that comes from God, God wants, the, the moment he, 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 he unleashes it upon you, he wants you to become a, 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 um, a conduit. That's why he said to Abraham, I will bless you. Why? So that you can become a what? A blessing. Do you understand? So mm -hmm. we also, as intercessors, mm -hmm. are meant to stand on behalf of others. And that's mm -hmm. where our blessings lie, by the way. Mm. We need to be men and women who come to the presence of God and ask for help on behalf of another. The moment you begin to ask for help on behalf of another, listen, you too will receive mm. help for your own issues. Do you understand that? The quickest way for you to receive answers is for you to stand on behalf of another. <laughs> that is the quickest way. Mm. And we have got a great example in wow. Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Listen, Jesus Christ left heaven once upon a time. He left all the glory in heaven and came and put on frail humanity and died at the cross. He died a death that was only reserved for, 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 for serious criminals. 
not only did he stop at that, he rose from the dead, but he rose to the Father. And what? And even when he is in heaven, he is not rest. He's not. He's not lifting his feet up at at, at at the beach. No, 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 no. In heaven, he is going. He's still working. What is he doing? He is still interceding for you and I. He's still mediating. He's still intervening. He says, no, 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 no. God, you don't understand. For me, I was down there. I put on that flesh. I know it. I know. I, I, please help this young man. Help, please help Claudine. Please help Audrey. Please help me. Please help Jackie. No, no. I, I'm standing. Please, please do, do, do not do not do this. I'm standing in, 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 on their behalf. He's still interceding. If Jesus Christ is interceding, even where he is, you and I need to be interceding whilst we're here. Why is Jesus Christ interceding? There was inimitable. Why is he interceding? There was inimitable between God and man. We know that. Inimity is if one is an enemy of another. That implies that they were once friends. But because of some issues, hostility, antagonism, rancor, and all, all, the, all the other things, they, then they fall apart. If you hear people have, you know. You have fallen out of one another. God made man in Eden. They were friends. He, he knew how to come in the cool of the day and he would have a conversation with him. Have you seen people who were friends before and now they're not friends anymore? That is the work of the enemy. That is the work of the enemy. And we as intercessors have got to pray and say, Lord, restore those relationships. Restore your people. There was enmity in the Garden of Eden. Why? Because of sin, which was a result of a man's desires, as we, as we have been talking recently at Shiloh. We're talking about our desires. We need to hone our desires. We need to tame our desires. Man's desires, he ended up touching a tree that he was forbidden not to touch. Hallelujah. He was tempted by his, by, by his own desires. James chapter 1, verse 14 says, but God does, does not tempt us. Whenever we are tempted, it means that we have been dragged away and enticed and baited, you know, by our own worldly desires, by our own worldly passions, by our own worldly lust. Man is, enti is, is enticed, is dragged away by his own desires. Mm -hmm. And that brings enmity between God and him. And he's thrown out of the presence of God. Hallelujah. But God does not leave this man alone. He still mm. comes for him. He mm. still comes. He still wants to intercede. He still wants to bring. He wants, still wants to repair this bridge. He still wants to repair this bridge. Hallelujah. That's what we should do. That's our role as a priest. We need to be mediators between God and man. Hallelujah. We need to be men and who stand, women who stand before God and man, who pray for others as the priests that we are, as the priest that you are. You are a priest, my friend. Jesus Christ prayed for Peter's faith not to fail. We need to pray that for our brother's faith not to fail. Pray for other people not to fail in their work on, in, in their work on this journey of salvation. You see, even on the cross, Jesus Christ was still was still praying for others to be to be forgiven. He was still interceding. 
even on the cross, even when you are nailed to the cross, even when people are nailed you down, uh, 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 hit, uh, um, um, uh, against you, when people are talking about you, when people, the same people that are talking about you, still need to be interceding for them. Hallelujah. You still need to be interceding for them. Thank you, Jesus. And as believers, we must value that. We must value others. You cannot pray for people unless you value them. You cannot pray for people unless you identify with them. As believers, we must value others. Philippians 2, 3, verse 4, I had quoted that. It says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. But in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Verse 4, let each one of you not only not look only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. As intercessors, we are not people who look only to our own interests. Listen, he did not say do not look to your interests. No, no, no. So is it, is it, the key word there is only. Do not look only to your own interests, but also to interests of others. Believers should pray for others not only for their own needs, but for those of others. So on this altar, we do not only pray for our own personal needs. We pray for the needs of others. We pray for the needs of nations. We are men and women who dictate uh, directions of nations. I told you earlier that we are an ecclesia. We are a parliament. Whenever we come here, we are making decrees. Decrees, not only decrees that, that, that pertain to our own families, but decrees that pertain to nations, pertain to churches, pertain to individuals elsewhere. We are men and women who do not pray only for our own needs, but for the needs of others. During this week, we are, why don't we try that at a, at a higher level? Better still, why don't we make it part of our own personal prayer lives? It's every Christian's duty to pray for others as well as he prays for himself. Do you hear that? In intercession, what are we doing? We are imploring the divine grace and mercy on behalf of others. But some forget this duty of praying for others. Why? <laughs> because they seldom remember to pray for themselves anyway. But thank God you are not in that kind of category, people who forget to pray, because waking up in the morning to pray, my God, that is something to be commended. See, some even so, you know, as, who, are in constant, who are constant in praying to the, the Father, they often, you know, are selfish in their addresses to the throne of grace but we refuse that selfishness. You and I are not selfish anymore going forward. We need to enlarge our petitions for the well-being of our fellow Christians, for the well-being of your community, for the well-being of your entire church, for the well-being of your entire nation, for the well-being of the entire globe. Because the globe where we are today has become one little village. Just, you know, a breakout of coronavirus in China has become a global phenomenon. That shows you that if something is happening in China and you turn on the news, do not think, oh, that's what all of us thought. Oh, that's in China. But look, now all of us have, have, have experienced lockdown. We are still experiencing the reverberations of, uh, of the pandemic. And, 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 and if, what if we had prayed earlier? 
I don't know. What if we had interceded earlier? Maybe God would have turned this around. But people say, oh, that is for the Western countries alone. It's not going to get here. We need to graduate from that and begin to enlarge our, uh, our petitions. Enlarge your petitions. Pray big. You need to pray big, child of God. A person who prays big is an intercessor. You cannot pray big if you're praying for yourself. If you're praying for yourself, you're praying small. Pray big. Whom are we to intercede for? For people. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, with all prayer and petition, pray at all times. Pray in the spirit. And with this in view, he says, stay alert with all perseverance and petition for how many people? For all God's people. All God's people. We pray for all. They are all God's people. Even those who are messed up, those who are messing up, those who are in the bars, those who are in the brothel, in brothels, they are still God's people. If I, not, if, if I did not have a person to pray for me, I wouldn't be here today. Some of you don't know who I was. I was a drug addict. I was all those sorts of things. But somebody somewhere was interceding for me. Intercede for souls. We pass by these bars in the morning. People are drinking. Intercede for them. That's why we, that's, some of us in this country, especially in the diaspora, in these countries which were once Christian countries, these days they have gone to another level. They have, gone, they have fallen so low. We've got to, we are here to pray by them back. Do you know that there are churches in this country that have been turned into uh, apartments? Churches that are being bought by mosques. Do you know the, the, the fastest growing religion in the United Kingdom is, is Islam? Islam, listen to that. Islam is the fastest growing religion in the UK. And we are here. What are we, are, are we even praying for people to come back? To are you praying for your neighbors? You don't, you don't even know your neighbors' names. Wake up, smell the coffee, and pray big. Pray big. First Timothy 2, 1 to 4. First of all, it says, then I urge that supplications. This is uh, Timothy, Paul writing Timothy. I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people. All people. For kings. For rulers, those presidents, who are people who are in high positions, why? That we may, when we pray for them, he says, we will lead peace, peaceful and quiet lives, godly and dignified in every way. And so this is good because it's pleasing in, in, in the sight of the of our Savior. Why? Because he desires that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. That's why we pray. We pray that God saves them. Pray for your leaders. Pray for your neighbors. Pray, pray, pray. Instead of talking about them, let us talk about them to God. Say, Lord, turn this country around. Turn your people around. We pray for salvation. We pray that they come to you. We pray, we pray, we pray. Pray for your pastor. Pray for your bishop. Pray for your apostle. Pray for them. Hallelujah. We pray for our families. We pray for our ministers. We pray. We pray. We pray. We stand in the. We pray for our friends in need. Yes, and we also pray for those that are against us, our enemies. Pray for them. So as we bring this to a close, this morning, going forward, I am imploring you, as I implore myself, that we resign from the position of uh, being prosecutors. You know, 
bring, being judges and let's become leaders. Let's become intercessors. Let's become men and women who fight on behalf of others, who speak to God on behalf of others. When others are grumbling, when others are sinning on all sorts of you know, uh, stuff, let us be men and women who humble ourselves and talk to God. We carry them to God. Carry them to God. Carry your offending ones. Carry those who are offended, <laughs> offended you to God. Take them to God. Instead of carrying them to the fighting ground, instead of, of carrying them to the battleground, instead of carrying them to the courtroom, instead of carrying them to the debating club, instead of carrying them to a shouting match, and these days, yes, on social media, <laughs> or even in person, carry them to the Lord. It shall be a blessed method of proving the trueness of your forgiveness. A person who, has not, who, has, who does not forgive cannot have the energy to pray for another. Do you understand that? So let us lift up our voices this morning and say, Lord, we are sorry where we have been prosecutors. We are sorry where we have been judges. Today, we want to cross over and become intercessors. Lift up your voice and, and begin to pray and say, Lord, in the next two minutes and say, Lord, help me, help me. I know all of us are culprits here. All of us are culprits here. We have become judges in one situation. We have become a, a prosecutor in some situation. But today we are resigning from that portfolio. And in the name above every other name, I want to become an intercessor. I want to become a pleader. I want to stand in the gap for others. When somebody is sinking, I want to be what the person that is rescuing them in prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. When somebody has fallen short of the glory of God, I want to be somebody that's rescuing them in the prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. When somebody has sinned against me, I want to be the person that is rescuing them in the prayer in the name above every other name. Father, I am sorry. Where I have judged, I am sorry. Where I have prosecuted, I am sorry, my Father Lord. Where I have lost it instead of standing in the gap for somebody, my Father Lord, I have allowed the enemy to crawl in and Thank you so much for listening to this sermon, and I know you've been blessed. For more information about Shiloh Tabernacle and other sermons, please visit our website, www.shiloh.org.uk. And don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, at Shiloh LDN. Once again, that's at Shiloh LDN. You've been listening to Shiloh Tabernacle London, changing lives, building dreams. Until next time.